millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. Zero, one, two, three is not available. At the tone... Please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Laura, it's Will. I've got an idea for an episode. Uh, someone told me about a museum that's essentially just filled with, um, well, taxidermy birds. And I thought, that sounds good. And then I found out it's in Brighton. Uh, it's called the Booth Museum. And I really think that we should go ASAP. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. It's Double Ducks and Double Alex. Good morning. Good morning. It's quite interesting because it's reasonably early in the morning and I think I feel more like the tone of your voice would suggest than you do, but you've now usurped me in the happy talk in the voice tone. Um. Yeah, I've just had a very nice cup of tea, and it is early, but we're in Brighton, so I feel sort of okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I walked here. Like, uh, yeah. It's 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 closer to where we live that I was on time for our meeting and had first gone to the wrong place. <laughs> so we're in Brighton. Um, we're going somewhere I have been, you've never been. No, never been here, but very excited by it. Mm, so listen, this place is obscure. Even if you live in Brighton, you might not have heard of it. We're going to the Booth Museum, which is just up Dyke Road, uh, opposite a very nice play park. And I remember going there a couple of years ago when I lived in the area and it's just such a little curiosity. It's so cute and it's free and one of those like throwbacks to the Victorian world that I just think, why wouldn't you pop your head in and see what's on offer? It's, yeah, it's where I've spoken to a couple of friends about like, oh, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm going here. And they've said, oh my God, it's the best. I don't go there enough. I'm so excited. And then other people have gone, what's that? And I've told them, they've gone, oh my God, that sounds great. I want to go there. And suddenly we're here, Double Dugs. It's appeared out of nowhere along the road. And you're right, opposite a lovely pay park. It's got a Methodist church vibe to the building. It has a bit, hasn't it? The Booth Museum of Natural History, British Birds, World Butterflies, Skeletons, Dinosaur Bones, Fossils and Minerals, Discovery Centre, admission free. Opening hours? Doesn't tell you, but no. the doors open. <laughs> okay, so you come in, there's a nice little clock here in the big, what's it called? Like a vestibule? Yeah, vestibule. I, I said entrance, but I'm less fancy than you are. You are less fancy than I am. Um, it looks like a train clock. Laura. Hang on, he's found something else. So what have we found? The second you walk in, it's lots of like glass cases of taxidermied animals, birds. There's a huge swan on your Whoa, left. Oh, that swan is uh, massive. So there's like a, the whooper swan. There's one of a huge of its wings out. One just had a nice time in some rushes. But whilst Laura was playing the clock, I thought, oh, I saw this bird. And I thought, I wonder what this bird's called. And it's called the Great Bustard. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not swearing in Scottish. Yeah, so you come in through the double doors and it's so Victorian. It's Excellent. And there's a gift shop in front of you, which we will save until the end because we're proper tourists. Um, but then immediately the walls are covered in glass cases with taxidermied birds. So we'll go round to the right 
And yeah, there's Will's Busted. Thick build nutcracker, not the I double C. The I double C? The I double C. I love it. T-H-I-C-C. No, no, no. C-I-C-C. Do you want to know about the bastard? Hang on, there's a thing here. Um, it's an irregular vagrant. Yeah, I don't think his parents were married. Well, your tattoo's looking good. Thank you. A little bit, I think, might need a, a go-over, but we'll have a talk about that in the future. It's looking good. Um, it likes treeless plains. Well, if it's got trees, it's not a plain, is it? Um... Now, here's what's going on in my head. <laughs> do I make an aeroplane joke or do I say, I don't know? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I love it. All right. It's not British. It's Central European and Russian. I'll be honest. I can't believe that I've just noticed here, as lovely as these birds are, Bolson's yeah. Phalarope. Are you trying to move on really quickly? No, I'm trying to look. You're trying at to move on real Laura, quickly. Laura, 85 centimetres to the left is a golden <laughs> eagle. Forgive me for not being interested <laughs> in Wilson's Phalarope when I've got... Have you ever been tested for attention disorders? No, but I'll tell you this. My <laughs> he says changing the subject. No, I keep on the suspect. Anyway, you have found a golden eagle. I found two of the bastards. An immature, and it, the booth that this one's in has a dead lamb that they are feasting over. Yeah, one of them's looking away from the dead lamb, one of them's looking at it like, I'm going to smash this, and then you go to the case above it, golden eagles in nest, oh, also yeah. with a dead lamb. Oh, Okay. So there's the grown-up ones up there. I like that they've done like a cave look around mm. it. That's fun. I wonder if golden eagles... Where do golden eagles live? Mm, America? Uh, perhaps. I know bald uh, eagles do because of the Adams family. Uh, have you been here before? Yeah. Do you remember yes. that bit? No. But I do it's a ba- an American bald eagle. Aren't they extinct? They are now. Oh, I do remember that, do you yeah. Remember that bit? Adams family values. Um, yeah, the eagle is cool. It's um, it's very gothic-y, isn't it? Here. Yeah, it's uh, I I don't know where I stand on taxidermy. Like I like it, but I don't have it in the house. I don't want it in the house. I feel like you don't need to do it now. But so as I remember, the Booth Museum, there was a guy called John Booth, and he was a collector, a Victorian collector of taxidermy. Yeah, there may well have been, but this museum was started by Edward Booth. Oh, okay. <laughs> John Booth is um. John Wilkes Booth. Yeah, who killed, oh, killed he Lincoln. Oh, killed someone. Yes. No, Edward Booth. So he was a Victorian taxidermist, and then so he left this collection because he didn't have any, ans- not ancestors, pre... Heirs. Heirs, that's So it. when you come in, you get this laminated piece of paper that I've actually got here. <laughs> oh. So you're right. Edward Thomas Booth built the museum in 1874 to house his collection of British birds. He was a wealthy man who spent his time travelling the UK, studying and collecting said birds. Uh... All he wanted in his life was to collect an example of every species of bird at every stage of their plumage. Which I think is why we've got golden eagle immature. I see. Golden eagle mature. Um, Died at 50. That's a lot of birds to catch before then. I'd say that 50 is about halfway through when I'd like to live. This is like Victorian Pokemon. Yeah, (laughs) apart from its people and things. (laughs) Yeah, it's real. Uh, He's got just over half of resident and migratory species. Uh, this form, so it's a diorama. What, what's a diorama? Uh, a diorama is things, they look natural, as in, you know. Oh, okay. So before... Apart they, from they're dead. Yeah, he may have actually started this style of... Because before that, they weren't seen unnaturally, the birds, to create exotic displays. But, and it says, here's a direct quote, though eye-catching, it taught us nothing about the animal's ecology. That's a loud kid, though, isn't it? Anyway, everyone loved it. Yeah, so what I'm saying, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to do taxidermy now. I don't know if we need any more things to be killed on purpose and taxidermed. In fact, I pretty much don't think we do. Um, but uh, these ones were already dead, so I don't feel guilty for being here. No, and also this bird here has a name that I think is a little bit like a euphemism for a penis. A mealy red pole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a little duck down there. They are cute, these diorama things. Oh, look at the snow buntings. That one looks real shy. Cleaning his little wing. That one's in flight. There's loads. I like how, like here, the top two above the snow bunting is 
are brambling in the spring, but then brambling in winter. Yeah. They look colder. There's snow. Yeah, they have got fluffier plumage. I find it weird that this, uh, up here you've got the king eider right at the top. Yeah. And that's weird, isn't it? Because normally you get eider down. <laughs> oh, I hate you. Um... Oh, the red poles are very cute. They're tiny. I don't think that those ones should be the mealy ones. Yeah, they're not the mealy ones. The mealy ones are next to them. They're yeah, the but those ones were green finch. A twite. Little grebe. I thought we said we weren't going to swear on this podcast you're not fu- anymore. You're not funny. <laughs> a twite. What is a twite? It is a... Uh, um, I mean, why is that kid so loud, though? You've got to ask yourself. <laughs> why are you so loud? I'm talking, I'll give you maybe a little bit quieter than normal. You're talking really quiet, given but I'm that right, we're doing a podcast. But I'm right by the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, look at the baby grebes. Oh, they are tiny. That is about the size of my big toe. Yeah. That's a, really? You are very small feet. And that, are you okay? I haven't got small feet. You've got gout. <laughs> <laughs> my big toes are chunky, though. Big toes tend to be quite meaty. I've got quite small toes. I, uh, yeah, I was born a month early, so my fingers and toes oh, are quite yeah, small. Oh, I've got big hands. I bet my hands are about the same size as yours. Yeah. If not slightly bigger. Yeah. You freak. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got here, then? Little gold. <clears throat> More goldfinches. Gold. Have you ever read the book, The Goldfinch? No, I haven't. Hey, let's learn about No, we're still over here, Will. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm here. Why don't we do it? <laughs> Why don't we talk about the things we're both looking at? Laura. Laura, if I ran away to look at this canoe, I'd completely agree Which with you. Which you are now starting to do. But as I'm just here, looking at the No, I was rail, saying there's a goldfinch, the gold and you've finch. turned around to talk about something else instead it's of continuing the conversation. I turned, I turned to look at you. Boom, a rifle. <laughs> boom, a man. Boom, some sandals. Right, we're turning around. Wow, um, goldfinch, you did pretty well, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think I want to do this podcast don't anymore. Don't say that, don't say that. We have the best time. Do we, though? Do yeah. we, though? Is this Booth, Edward Thomas Booth? He looks a lot more... Like oh, he's wh- very American-looking. Wild frontiersman, yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, all right. He was born in Chaffin St. Giles in Buckinghamshire. He doesn't look like he was born in Chaffin St. Giles. He, he doesn't. Looks like he was born in Texas. I born, agree. Born in 1840. He went to Harrow. And then he went to Trinity, Cambridge. Oh, so he's a posh... Well, of course he was posh. What of course he's posh. About? <laughs> <laughs> this was his house. She says in a museum that he built <laughs> He studied oh. intermittently and was asked to leave because he spent too much time shooting. You couldn't study intermittently at my uni. It was very much the, uh, you know, English, science. They weren't offering intermittently. <laughs> His parents BA. left him well supplied with money, so he was a layabout, really. Yes, but he loved birds, <laughs> but spent too much time shooting. <laughs> and then he died with no heirs, so he was a weirdo that just only shot birds to the detriment of all else. Yeah, he, so the property we're in now was called Bleak House. Oh. They really went for like it's dour in the Victorian times. Like, imagine if I tried to sell you a house. What's it called? Bleak House. Like, yeah. No thanks. Isn't that a Charles Dickens novel? It is. Um, hey, that's mad though that it says the then isolated property. This was isolated. Yeah, and we've walked past. Like, we, I've, I'm maybe two miles from my house. I've walked here. I've not had a, a, a breath of air. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Are those his shoes? Number one. Where's the thing about number, number one? Number one. Sandals worn by Mr. Booth. Then number two, you've got an illustration of an eagle. They do not look comfortable. No, they don't look comfortable, do they? It's not an eagle. It's a raven. Yes. <laughs> Eating a rabbit. <laughs> then a field sketch of snipe. You're a snipe. You're sniping. Isn't that the one that in Up, there's a snipe hiding under the... Can I be completely honest with you? You've never seen Up? No, I have. I think it's not very good. I agree. The I first bit's great. The first and then eight the... minutes is world class. I couldn't agree with you more, Will. Absolutely. And then after that, it's basically DreamWorks. Yeah, it's emotionally wrenching. What a life. Poor Carl, poor Ellie. The little lad seems cute. Then as soon as that house... Do you know what annoyed me? It's when the house took off. It wears its foundations. All right, we're not in reality anymore. And I get, we get it. It's a Disney film, but... That dog starts talking. I turn it off. I can't be fucking bothered. <laughs> what do you, the way you said you turn it off makes it feel like you often watch the first half. I often, Just hoping for a day it doesn't annoy but you. But you don't do this. I think, Hang on, I'm doing a will. I think there's a snake up there. There are things you should try 
There is. As a comic, you should have a uh, grasp of pop culture and things, references to talk about. You can't distract him once he's onto something he's interested no. in. ADD. <laughs> There's a snake up there. There's also a gun on that canoe. <laughs> <laughs> that snake's massive, like an anaconda, perhaps? Or a king python? I don't know. Excuse me, mate. What type of snake is that, do you know? It's a boa constrictor. It's a boa constrictor. Boa constrictor. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay. Thank you. Don't like snakes, though. Um, I don't really mind them, but that one is massive. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want it in the house. No. Oh, the Teng Malm's owl is cute. So we're sort of walking up the side. So in here, um, you've all of the sides are covered in bird boxes and then the middle's got other bits and pieces in. So we're, just so we're making our way up the right. Oh my God, those owls are terrifying. Look at those baby short-eared owls. Yeah. The babies look like a, some sort of medieval painting of women about to get gubbed by God. Yeah. I can't yeah. get over this canoe behind us. So Was that his canoe? Well, I don't know, because it looks like a canoe out of like a James Bond film. I think that's just because it's painted grey. But also like the, the shape of it. But then I thought, so this, it's got like two, so it's a canoe, the perspex thing that looks makes it look a bit like a speedboat, but would have been the That's body. just to stop people getting but in then it. this here, are they oars? Because if they are, they don't look very good, and they're hollow. I think they might be guns. Can I have a little look? Or sails? This has got like a cock on it. So it's like a, you know, like a, a hammer for it's a... It's got what on it, sir? A cock. Don't be an idiot. Yeah, and a trigger. It's a gun. Whoa. Yeah, that is intense. I think I want to ask the man, because honestly, it's what, three metres long? Well, they were very helpful. When we came in, they said we could ask them anything, so we'll, um, we'll ask them on the way back, yeah, shall we? Yeah, if you don't mind. Um, just look up to your left, please. There's the happiest zebra you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Happy in face, but probably sad, because he's got nothing lower than a neck. No, but he would have been dead anyway by now, so he's living his best life. Yeah, he's still around, isn't he? What a smiley little zebra. So yeah, there's like skulls of this. Um, yeah. Several antlered animals. A there's a lion over there. We'll look at that more. Oh, a cheetah. On the left, Laura's favourite animal is a cheetah. Well, I do think that they're beautiful. Oh, they've all been made to look so smiley. <laughs> oh, I love him. Have you ever seen on the internet... Um, pictures the what the internet it's like um no. it's like a book um like a very big book but you could sort of like it's pictures of taxidermy from maybe like the 16 1700s so someone's gone to africa shot a lion bought it back said to a taxidermist can you stuff this for me but the taxidermist never seen a lion so they're just like ah <laughs> like got, like, their manes have been shorn down and their faces are bulging out of the left <laughs> They're quite well preserved, these. Considering how old they are, they're amazingly preserved. Yes, they are. And it's weird, because that, that cheetah is probably... I wish it told us how old this one is, but it just tells us, unfortunately, the cheetah is quite endangered now. I didn't know they were in Iran. Hmm, me neither. Oh, that's a... Gross baby owl. I'm not sure I like the baby ones because he has just gone and killed that in a nest. It's half-fledged. That makes me feel a bit ooky. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, we're not seeing a slice of life, are we? We're seeing a slice of death. Yeah. But can you put the... Oh, that one's actually got a dead mouse in its mouth. That looks like a real dead mouse as well. Well, why would you fake the mouse when... Love effort and it's stuff in a mouse. <laughs> pangolin. Oh, we're quite mad at you at the moment, pangolin. Are we? Didn't they cause COVID? No. And they, it was a bat, wasn't it? Well, I thought pangolins had something to do with it. I don't know. Where's the skull from? Oh, a gorilla skull. God, we're so similar to gorillas, aren't we? You are. And oh, Just a, a rhino's foot. Mm. Oh, I thought that the sample had gone. It's just, holy God. So this is, they've got a bit of wood yeah. from Dipterocarpus lamellatus. There are 12 left. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Imagine being... Tw oh, my gosh, that, that's not enough. At least they're trees, so they don't know. We know. Well, we know. Bloody Eve. If she'd never stolen that apple, we wouldn't know. Women, eh? <sighs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. Women. Oh, look at the beak on a Temink stint. Oh my. That's real spiky one. These, oh uh, yeah, there's one. more up there, aren't there? 
Yeah, aren't they? They've got little sharpy little beak beaks. Sharpy, sharpy, beak, beak. Oh, the Dunlins one is real long. Oh my God. They must put each other's eye out every time they're kissing. They love doing kissing, birds. Do birds have teeth? I don't think so. A black-tailed godwit. That sounds like an insult for a vicar. A kite. Oh, that doesn't look real. That looks made up. Like the colouring of a snake, the eyes are too big, the beak's long. I wonder how many of these birds, because I'm not massive into like bird watching. I called John. You an idiot. But yeah, that's my question. <laughs> I wonder how many I've seen or been near, you know, in the world. Like, have I ever been near? A, I've been in Kent. Have yeah. I been near a Kentish dotterel? It's quite interesting because, like, if you said to me, "Hey, do you want to come and see a load of birds that are just native to Britain?" You'd be like, "No, I want to see the exotic ones from all over the world." But it is kind of interesting seeing ones that you don't normally see this close up because they go away from you because your ancestors killed them. Is that how? Yeah, that, those are some big seagulls. Great black-backed gull. That is big. Little red. I like that little red bit. Yeah, the little ketchup splodge that they get. Oh, look at that herring gull. That looks really curious, looking down. <laughs> Hello. They're there. They're nice from that cage, and then when they're shitting on my car, the Arctic skewer there, they find them in the Firth of Forth. So I wonder if we saw one when we went up to Scotland. Yeah, potentially. Oh, there's some, like, hawks and um, birds of prey behind us. A honey buzzard. We have now become an exhibit for <laughs> passing delight, staring at Will Duggan. <laughs> Do children always stare at you? It's because I, I look like a big baby. <laughs> it's the air, isn't it? Canada goose, very warm. Honey buzzard. I might start calling Tom honey buzzard. I thought you were going to start calling me. I thought that would be a weird <laughs> shake up in the relationship. Stop trying to drop your double dug's nickname. I'm not calling you honey buzzard. I'm going to start calling you pink footed goose. <laughs> honey buzzard. Um, oh, there's a snowy owl up there. Like Hedwig. Oh, it's so pervasive, Harry Potter, isn't it? Yeah. It just gets into all your references. A glaucous girl. Like from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, a Bond film. Golden Eye. Go on, go on, carry on that song that definitely. <laughs> Golden Eye. It's Golden Eye song. Yes, it's, it's, yeah, it's the theme tune to the song, to the film Golden Eye. Okay, it goes, um, ooh, he's the man, the man with the Midas eyes. <laughs> he's Golden Eye. No, no that's Goldfinger. It's What's Golden Eye. Golden Eye. I keep trying to sing it to you. You've got. Golden eyes, one look at you and there's golden eyes. You've got golden eyes. And then gold shoots out the eyes. He's throwing the laminated sheet at me and I've caught it. I wish this was a video. I caught it too. <laughs> uh, golden eyes. I like that they've put Stop the- Stop talking to me, singing you. <laughs> Golden eye. What I'm trying to do is give you the actual. That's it. We're done. What's that little animal that that's eating? Um. The lesser black-backed gull is eating maybe a baby cat. Yeah, it does look like a little kitten. Yeah. Oh no. Fascinating. I was about um, to say, look at all the bird shit up in that booth. <laughs> like, you live in Brighton, mate. You don't need to see a seagull shitting on a rock. And then he said, what's that pink thing at the back where it's a reflection of my T-shirt? Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, a jay up there. Jays are beautiful, aren't they? they like, are. that's too beautiful to be a British bird, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, in Sussex. What, jays? Mm, yeah, the, you the, see them all the, the time no, no, right sorry, here. Sorry. All over. This particular jay is found here. Magpies. Yeah, it's up there. We just found it. <laughs> I love magpies. I think magpies are really beautiful, especially because they're actually a bit blue more than yeah, they're black. They're like a, like an like an aqua. Yeah, we've got a pair of magpies that play in our garden, and I like them. Shout out to comedian Phil Padgett because we're here for Padgett's Pochard.
Does he still do comedy? He does. He's very... He's, he's, I find he's, him very funny. He's very funny, yeah. Ooh, a roseate turn is pretty beautiful. Hey, before we leave, we should each pick our favourite bird. Naomi Campbell. <laughs> a velvet scoter. That almost looks like those... You know those really ugly hornbills in the David Attenborough documentary? Yeah. That... Almost looks like the beginnings of one of those. I think the velvet scoter, the bigger one in the case, so we now like, almost gets the back wall. Mm. Um, the biggest velvet scoter has the look of the dodo around a it. A little, yeah. Quite a sexy eye. Oh, and here's just a case of gemstones. I was obsessed with gemstones as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's pyrite, fool's gold. Yeah. Amethyst. Good song called I Am Pyrite. I am Pyrite. One look at you and you're Pyrite. Here's you. Here's you. A bearded tit. I was was just going to do that joke about you. (laughs) But I'm not bearded. Look at this wall creeper. Another nickname for you. I'm not climbing anything. (laughs) Nobody said climbing. Uh, creeper. He's climbing. He's just creeping about by a wall. They've got really nice little red bits on their wings. Do you want a crude joke? I can always edit it out. That's what I call a fan. And, oh, William. Nuthatch. <laughs> hey, that said nightingale. Is that what a nightingale looks like? Yeah. You always think nightingales would be prettier than that. No, it's because they sing. People like nightingales because they sing nice. Mm. Often in uh, Berkeley Square. That's one of my favourite ever songs. Is it really? Yes. Shovelers. Whoa, look at the size of those ravens. Ravens are massive, aren't they? Tom's obsessed with ravens. They are big. Well, I'll tell you who's bigger than that. Tom? Jan ravens. <laughs> See, at the bottom here, we've got a bird that you'd often find on the back of a donkey. Because normally it's pintail on the donkey, isn't it? <laughs> it's a bird called a pintail. It's a good joke. Is this fun to listen to? Email us, nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail.com. Oh, crows. A grey crow. Yeah, that's the like kind of crow that they have in Europe a lot. I yeah. remember going to Rome and thinking, what's wrong with their crows? Quite magpie-y. Yeah, um, just a bit scraggy. Then the crow, ibis. Now, <laughs> what? It's just a full sheep oh, in there. Just, just a sheep. <laughs> One of the rarest kind of birds, isn't it? A yeah, sheep. a sheep. <laughs> uh, glossy ibis. And that ibis is fit. Ibis always remind me of... Premier in? No, a story I read. I mean, <laughs> a story I read as a child about like the golden ibis, where it was um, like a mystery book in ancient Egypt, and the ibis, the eyes were all uh, made of diamonds. Ibis. I don't like you. Golden ibis. He's the bird, the bird with the golden gizz. We've got a couple of TV birds here. Ignoring me. Knowing me, knowing you, aha, the partridge. And then two for a tenner, yes please, five. The Brent Goose. <laughs> <laughs> Smew. Oh, I like that name. There's one up there just called Smew. I like the Smew, the black stalk there. Don't try to help me, Smew. <laughs> don't try and stop me, Smew. Don't you dare try to stop me. Try to stop me, Smew. Don't you dare. What's try a to Smew stop me. then? Um... A winter visitor on freshwater and estuaries, small lakes, slow-moving streams and coniferous forests, but not in Britain. Hey, wait, is that a penguin? No, it's a great orc. What's a great orc? It's a large seabird from the North Atlantic. They were the first birds to be called penguins. But they are not penguins. (laughs) But they are unrelated to the southern penguins. They don't fly, they swim. Oh, my God. In 1718, there were so many orcs nesting on their main colony of... Funk Island. Great Orc. It was impossible to walk on the island without stepping on birds. The feather industry sent crews to Funk Island by 1785. There were warnings that unrestricted hunting would drive them to extinction. By 1810, every bird on the island was dead. Hunting Great Orcs wow. was banned from 1775. And you got beaten as the uh, punishment. However, like with Rhino Horn today, the financial incentive, a skilled worker, the yearly salary of a skilled worker is what you could suggest to be paid for one bird. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wait, this is mad. In 1840, two fishermen found a great orc on St. Kilda. They tied it up and took it to sell. During their voyage home, a storm appeared. Fearing the orc was a witch, they stoned it to death. It was the last great orc in Britain. Jeez Louise. Four years later, the last two great orcs were slaughtered by fishermen on LD Island. They were a breeding pair, and in the <laughs> rush to kill the birds, the last ever egg was crushed under the men's boots. What a pair of thick idiots. <laughs> that is some of the most depressing stuff I've ever read. I mean... If they were witches, you think you'd have a bit of logic that they'd be doing better hey, than they were. Be quiet. That bird's called a shag. <laughs> Oh, a white ptarmigan. Look what happens to a ptarmigan in winter. Now, I wonder, is that... Because, yeah, these are either diametrically opposed colour of the, of the one we saw earlier. But is that because it is winter, or is this... Oh, no, no, it's not white ptarmigans, it's just ptarmigans in winter. And what you just heard there was Will realising out loud what um, I'd already said. He's a fun boy to hang out with. Fair, I am a fun boy to hang out with. Ooh, I don't like that guy. He's got no neck. Who are you? A big Ooh. neck, isn't he? Yeah, but he looks like Elijah Wood. Just his head just Elijah runs Wood. straight into his neck. There's no definition. Elijah Wood. <laughs> when Elijah Wood is Frodo? Yes. He's Frodo. Uh, his head is exactly the same width as his neck. Elijah Wood's in Back to the Future 2. Cool. Oh, look at the length of the big on the bar-tailed godwit. Long. That is long. Sandaling. He's got nothing to be embarrassed about. The size of his bin. Yeah. Well, that's what you'd dick swing about if you're a bird, wouldn't you? How big your quacker was. <laughs> Purple Martin. There's <laughs> <laughs> a bird called Purple Martin. <laughs> Hello, Purple Martin here. Who's that on top of the crates just out and about? Albatross, that's enormous. A black albatross. I didn't know they came in black. I, I'm only guessing albatross because of the pure wingspan. There's yeah. no... There's no sign of what he is. Cuckoo? Cuckoo? Falcon. Wait, that cuckoo's in the wrong box. Why? You're an idiot, Rachel. <laughs> I got him! Oh, he was so cross if you'd have seen his face then. <laughs> no. The word why fell out just as he was realising, and I think he'd have paid £100 to have not said it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Laura? I'm a, a grown-up man. I can... Uh, I can admit that I've been done. Kingfishers are really nice. They're beautiful, aren't they? They are. Sparrow Hummingbirds freak me out. They're too small. And their hearts beat too fast. Yeah. They beat like like 180 times a minute or something. It's mad, isn't it? I, I can't comprehend something moving that much. Oh, a reed wobbler. They're tiny. What, yeah. like two big toes? No. About a dick. Wow, skeletons. Oh, yeah, you can really tell that's a parrot. Yeah. Look at the wingspan of that albatross. That's nutsy. It's also crazy that there's only one bone in it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But you can see, can't you? Like, look, so there's an emu here. You can see where we get. You can see the dinosaur link. Yeah. That looks like a little <gasps> T Rex. Oh my god, the woodpecker just scared the crap out of me. It's sort of like stuck on the side of the glass, really looking at you. Yep. Uh, it looks from like someone out of. Um, it looks like a Tim Burton character from like Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, because it's kind of got like bone covering the eye a little bit. What are they? Because don't. I could be wrong, but like they've got massive range of motion in their eyes. Oh. So like. Not they can look behind them, but they can do a lot more than we do. Also, because they are prey animals, smaller birds, not predators. Pre- predators have the front, like us, like, and then prey animals on the side because they need to see the peripheral. I gotcha. But Laura, can I draw your attention to this of the barn owl? Yes. It's Those just... are some long legs. Well, welcome to the point I was just about to make. <laughs> You know, you've seen that picture of someone lifting an owl Yes. Up. I thought that was a, a goof, but it's not. No, They're that just... is a long leg. Big old legs, the owl. Um, oh, it's a flamingo. Look at the length of those. But you were kind of expecting that on those. It's less surprising. So narrow, though. Yeah. Like a like a bean cane. Y- yeah. Y- not yeah. Dean cane, but a bean cane. No. That, that joke was Superman. <laughs> We love this podcast. Who's this? A kangaroo. Look how small a kangaroo's head is. Have you ever been to Australia? No, have you? No, I want to go to uh, Melbourne. A long-nosed bandicoot. Like Crash. Crash. It's tiny. Yeah, but his enemy's like a pig. I just thought he'd be bigger than that. So that is like, I don't know, like the size of a chihuahua? I think a bit smaller than a chihuahua. Yeah, well, but that's only the skeleton. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I think the skeleton and the trowel is a bit smaller than the actual trowel. Can we just look back to this kangaroo? Yeah. So he's got like a jaw with the teeth and then a snout and then just a couple more teeth yeah. and two big fangs. Oh, and one big bottom tooth. Two. It splits in the middle oh, there. Oh, is it? Look how tiny a honey possum is. Yeah, nice. That is adorable. Mole. What have we got behind here? Oh, a dolphin skull. Whoa. The teeth on that bad boy. I don't really like... I'm quite scared of dolphins. Is that a seal skeleton? That looks mad. Its feet are insane. That doesn't look real. That looks like you've put that together. That looks like how I put flat pack furniture together. (laughs) And you're like, it's just a bit dumpier than it should be. It looks like they've got the hands and the feet the wrong way around. Yeah, that looks bananas. We'll get a picture of it. Tiger is 100% definitely quite young. Because the feet are are so big? Because tigers are massive. Yeah. Yeah, look, no, there's a... My God, there's a Pomeranian skeleton. That's so... Oh, yeah, you're right. The bandic... That's so weird that there's a Pomeranian skeleton there when we were just using that as a reference point. We weren't, though, were we? We were using Chihuahua. Oh, okay. It's less weird then. But still quite useful. So that's a Pomeranian. You're right. The bandicoot is smaller. I know. (laughs) Go back to the walrus and his tusks. Oh, yeah, walrus. The seal ones are the ones... There's so much ribs on a seal. So much ribs. Like, why don't we eat seal ribs? You're not going to be saying many anymore. It's probably really salty. That's true. Oh, is that a full dolphin skeleton? That looks insane. Can we go around this way? Because I'd like to see some fucking... No, I want to just jump about to the things I'm interested in. Mm, Could have gone this way or this way. (laughs) All right, fine, we'll go this way. Bats. I love bats. (gasps) Those bones are barely thicker than hairs. Look at on the pipistrelle. Yeah. And the horseshoe bat. You can really see, can't you? Because obviously bats are mammals. Yeah, obviously. They give birth to live young. Bats feel like egg things. They're bats. Yeah, I think they lay eggs. Uh, They don't. (laughs) They don't. It feels like they do. Only mammal that can fly, the bats. Um, I can fly. And you lay eggs. Here's something interesting. Here is the skeleton of a flying lemur. And it says, confusingly, flying lemurs are not lemurs and don't fly. <laughs> the fuck, man. <laughs> a gorilla. See? Yeah. Big old vertebrae on a gorilla. 
Yeah, it's funny looking at the gorilla right near the um, human. You can really see how our pelvises have changed. And also how our proportions of our legs and arms. Yeah. Like he could stretch scratch his foot without, without, without doing anything. Oh, the baboon is terrifying. Yeah. That baboon, like you could, somebody needs to write a horror film about a skeleton of a baboon coming to life and hurting people because that is one of the scariest things I've ever seen. Oh, there's more birds behind here. Yeah, Shall we finish the skeleton room and do the last bit of birds? Yeah, all right. I'm enjoying the skeleton room a lot. Oh, the monkey ones are so weird because they do just like tiny. What's number one? The marmoset. They're small. They're very cute when they've got flesh, but that is horrifying. It looks like something out like of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, there is a monkey that turns into a skeleton in that, isn't there? Yeah, but I don't think it's a marmoset. Like a squirrel monkey or something. Yeah. Now there's the dolphin skeleton. Look at that. That is colours. <laughs> What's that? So there's the skeleton, and it looks like a plesiosaur or a fish, ribcage. It's like, like a... 99% spine and then there's like a gap then by string just two bones i don't know what they do penis bones penis bones that one's got them too though so it must be some sort of bone underneath the dolphin also interesting the flippers have got fingers oh yeah must be something to do with like the fins or the reproductive stuff yeah i think it feels reproductive to me with where that is dolphin duke yeah, all the dolphins have these two little, like, they're almost like somebody's jet skiing underneath yeah. the dolphin skeleton. Yeah. Oh, Little rhino with a plastic horn. Their teeth are huge. But they're flat. So that means they're herbivorous. Don't read this notice. Turn away. Let me read you this notice okay. about the uh, rhino horns. Notice, these rhino horns are artificial. They are not worth their weight in cocaine, but in resin. You will be ill if you try to use them in Chinese medicine. You have been warned. Interesting. You know, you know what they say, that, that classic phrase, it's worth its weight in cocaine. <laughs> A weird notice. I mean, that is fascinating to me that enough people were burglarising those that they've had to do that. Yeah. Also, someone who works here loves coke. <laughs> the domestic horse. Horses look a bit more human, don't I they? Don't like horses. No, you're quite scared of horses. Hey. I thought it was a bit you were doing until we were in the countryside the other day and two horses were in the road and you were too scared to get out and sort them out. Yeah, because they're pretty massive. Yeah, but they're, like, they don't hurt you. The cave bear, extinct. Oh, I've come over all right here. Did you eat some of that rhino horn? Yeah, I tried to snort the horn. <laughs> snort the horn, that's a good band name. You're right, there's a chair over there. Do you want to sit oh, down? Yes, I'll be fine in a second. I might edit this out. Why not? <laughs> I if I just shit myself. Shitting yourself is quite funny, though. I've not shit myself as an adult, <laughs> but I do. Like, I've been ill before, <clears throat> and, I, and I've been like, right. It's going to happen, so I have to go to the toilet now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not telling you now, I'm like, I've got to go. <laughs> um, but can you imagine, like, if, if, if I did come over the phone and you were like, well, I'm going to, I'm just shit myself. I'm so far from home as well, I'd have I, to walk. I would laugh so much. Um, you could get a cab, though, as long as you sat on your... Yeah, but you wouldn't be on the outside, would it? It'd be on the inside. I'd smell of shit. <laughs> Great. Oh no, in this display here, so this is some great black-backed gulls and like, so all of the things have been dioramas with birds on rocks and often there have been dead things. This is the most disturbing one. Can I explain? Yes. So there are five black-backed gulls. The one on the far right is looking at the corpse of an adult sheep that I don't think they've killed, I think has died. One of them's looking at that. However... It's got no eyeballs. So they've probably eaten the eyeballs. And that's been painted to look like a bloody socket and there is blood dripping yeah. out of the nostril. So they've all had a little go on the sheep. The other four are surrounding the lamb, still alive, of the dead sheep and are about to, I'd say, kill and eat it. 
Gosh, this is macabre. A flamingo. Ooh, look at a hoopoe. Hoopoe. And a beater. Look at the beater up there. That's beautiful. Just one F away from working at the tower. (laughs) I bet they're looking at ravens like, how did you get that gig? (laughs) Whoa, flamingos are bigger than I thought. Yeah, huge flamingos. That's like four feet. The mute swans are big as well. Yeah, but he doesn't talk about it. Celt warbler, waxwing, isterine warbler. Little girl. Kappa Kali. Good work, birds. Yeah, the mute swan is big. Swans are too. I don't get swans. Tim Fitzhyam mm. has eaten swan. He's really posh, isn't he? Yeah, there's his company in London that like have had a charter to serve swan once a year since like twelve hundred. And he's been invited to dinner and he's been he said it's absolutely delicious. Is it? Doesn't feel like it would be, but sure. So like halfway between like a bird thing and a beef thing. Okay. Oh, dodos. I've never seen a dodo before. You're not looking at well, you're looking at a skeleton of one now. Yeah, but I mean like I've seen a picture of a dodo before, obviously. Yeah. But I've never and I'm aware there are none, famously. They've got such a unique like head and beak bit, haven't they? Yeah. So it was from Mauritius. There's a type of pigeon. Huh. Um, I'm going to ask them about these things. Yeah, let's find out about the canoe. Are they two massive guns? They are two massive guns. What, what were they? Why? <laughs> so that would have been... Um, uh, be, that's, that's for two men. It's called a punt. It's yep. actually, it is actually original. So there'd be one, he'd sort of be laying at the back and he'd be steering... And then Thomas Edward both would be on the guns or cannons. They're massive, aren't they? They're massive. Yeah. Because yeah. when I first saw it, I thought they, they would... what they would have shot out would have been nets. Nets. Yeah. So I'm you'd right. have had a weighted net, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big net with like shot balls round. Um, they would fire shells, but they like they're called salt shells. Mm-hmm. So they're like you know a cardboard cartridge, like a shotgun, yeah. but with salt pellets in, and that would just knock the birds out. Right. Okay. Like um, like rubber bullets. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for the pants, knock the birds huh. out. Yeah. Oh, amazing, thank you. Thank you. You're more than welcome. It is a beast, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mad. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah, so in the middle, we're, we've sort of come back round the loop now, and then they've set up a room to look like, you know, like a, the office of, of Mr. Booth. Um, there's skin on the floor, a leopard skin, isn't it? A leopard skin on the floor, yeah. Some, like, skeletons. Just an elephant foot for a waste paper bin. There's a... Some ostrich eggs on the mantelpiece. It's all sort of painted in that maroony red, um, you know, like, Victorian luxury drawing room. There's a card table with some green bays. The during the area, there was an economic boom for the middle classes. So people could afford to buy homes that weren't super rich for the first time. Imagine what that's like. Um... And yeah, so this would be the, the parlour is where you would entertain guests and show off your most prized possessions. Hence, there's like butterflies, a whole collection of butterflies. There's My mum used to collect me ceramic butterflies. Cayman, is it? Yes, that does. That caimans are like the little snub-nosed, tiny crocodile and dilly type things, aren't they? Fox in a case. Oh, yeah, yeah right. like a couple of birds of paradise and stuff. This is very cute. It's not styling I would choose for my house. No, no, but it's, it's if I went back in time to the Victorian times, I would expect to see this. So there we go, leaving the Booth Museum. Oh, they were so nice, weren't they, Will? They were absolutely lovely. They were... I like it when you get when you go places and the people that are work there with the staff of volunteers if they genuinely like what it is rather than just being a place to go to work yeah it makes it such a better place to go they work there because they were interested in the history of brighton victoriana natural history they were knowledgeable big fan big fan and now we're going to wander down back into seven dials and um do you know the seven dials area of brighton very well so when I first moved down here, I looked at a few flats because it was one of the areas I knew because you used to live here. Yeah, I lived here for 10 years, mate. And then we have a friend who lives here and I've been to a barbecue at her house. 
very nice it's a nice little area like if you were coming down to Brighton you probably wouldn't come up here because you have to turn away from the sea from the station to get up there and it's up a hill who walks up a hill it's up a massive hill it's up a dirty hill but it's a very cute little area it's very residential and you could get you get the sea view just to your right because you're up so high it just blew my mind that that museum used to be in an isolated area of Brighton. You're like, oh, it's one of the most expensive areas now. Yeah, all of it was fields. <laughs> all of it was fields. Okay, we've gone for a little cup of tea. Uh, a little place called Tea on the Dials. Tea on the Dials. To lean in a bit here, I think. There's a bit of background noise. Tea two and I. on the dials. Yeah, I've been here before for breakfast and it was very nice. Um, but it was summer then and we sat outside. Well, it was that inside. you got your coat on and I wish I did. Yes. Um, shall we look at some TripAdvisor? Yes. For, um, I didn't want to show you the TripAdvisor before because I didn't want to spoil it for you. Okay. But as someone that hadn't been, how do you feel that that is just sitting there off that main road? I think it's insane. Like... It is mad that A, it exists, and B, it's just there. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Tea's arrived. Looks great. Tea's arrived. It looks great. (laughs) (laughs) I love Brighton so much. Um, Yeah, it's just mad, isn't it? Yeah, but it's it's kind of like one of those museums that can only exist in there. Thank you so much. The the coffee also looks lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it's one of those things that can only exist when it's sort of on a bit on the off the beaten track makes it a bit like wow this is it's free it's unbelievable it's a mad victorian lad trying to kill loads of birds which i don't agree with morally but love the fact he had yeah yeah so i think like we went around quite slowly there trying to look at everything and obviously having a chat because we're doing it for a podcast no spoilers um and we were there for about an hour yeah just i know we got there I'd say just over an hour, actually, over yeah. an hour and a half. But especially if you're coming into Brighton in the car, you're probably going to come down Dyke Road if you know the traffic-y bits to miss. Sure. So park up for a bit, have a little picnic in the park, take the kids around to see some birds in boxes, yeah. and then head into Brighton. There were a few young kids there as well. Like, it's a great thing to do. If you've got a young family, like, free, let them oh, go and see the cheetah. That kid that loves the cheetah. Yeah, if I had a toddler and I was like, look, I need to get you out of the house for an hour, um, but it might rain, I'd be up Dyke Road Park, you can... There's great park for having fun there. And then that's over the road. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, Amazing. Right. So let's look at some TripAdvisor reviews. So, um, right. First up, it's a five star, but it might be the maddest TripAdvisor review I've ever read. Um, Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's that's saying something, Yeah, that's quite the claim, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) So it's five stars. It's from July last year. So a mad time to leave a review as well. July 2020? Yeah. They weren't open, were they? No. Surely. It says, the good place indeed, shame it is closed. So why are you leaving it a TripAdvisor review now? Oh, so they didn't go? Well, it, it the first line is just, it's a good place, shame it's closed. Fair. Yeah, and then it says, I went here as a child and drew things. Okay. Guest rooms were always hiding things. No one starts out wanting a guest room. It's usually an office first, but then you got fired and can't look at it anymore. So you throw a bed in it that you'll never sleep in. Sometimes it's a kid's room, but they've moved out into a college dorm room. It used to be a storage, but then the divorce happened, leaving it depressingly empty. A studio for recording music, but the bass player was in a car accident and the band broke up. You are right. <laughs> You had a stroke. What's happened? <laughs> that's the review, isn't that's it? That's the review, yeah. That's not just me telling you a story. Has that's someone copied and pasted the wrong thing? That's the kind of review that I'd expect to find written on the wall of a prison cell in human experiments. <laughs> but five stars. Great work. I'm really glad it's five stars, because if you're going to write a review that's got nothing to do with the place, <laughs> don't bring down their average. Well, absolutely. Great review. Yeah. Two stars, but maybe the longest two stars. Okay. Like, you're not writing this for a magazine. I, I love people. That, I love people that think they're writing professionally. The Booth Museum is a taxidermy display in the Prestonville district of Brighton. Like that tells you everything you need to know about this type of reviewer. It's like it's near Seven Dials. Sure. It's not the Prestonville anyway. It's free. Uh, friendly vibe. It's not large. Nor is it especially interesting. I mean, but it is though. Yeah. Uh, so you can't. You can't declare that. All I knew about it going in 
was that it was a collection of birds. Yeah. And that is... Is what it was. Spot on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an old-fashioned brick building. It is... Oh, God. And this is... I'm, I'm skimming paragraphs and paragraphs here. Um, the staff inside are friendly and positive. A little overly helpful. I mean, really? We didn't... That wasn't our experience. Uh, begins with a little shop. It's a shame there's nothing interesting to buy, as it would be nice to be able to support this civic venture. I mean, when is this review from? It's only from last year. There were books about Extinction Rebellion. There were books about conservation. There's there were books a book about, about animals. Attenborough. Yeah, I don't know what you were expecting to be in the gift shop did, of a national. Hi- did did you want to buy a museum. stuffed parrot? <laughs> um, the museum itself is case after case of gluck glass case of taxidermy mainly birds that's what they said it's gonna be though yeah and uh, i was annoyed with the new james bond film there was far too much spying <laughs> and not enough animation most of them are not especially rare no he was trying to collect everything in britain and they made that very clear yeah um oh lord and they had a dodo yeah idiots give me a right. one star um okay. I, think, I think we can agree that we, we'd give it quite a high score most of the reviews are good, yeah. but that's not fun. Fun is nutter to give it one star. Yes, um, there's only one star that I've really written down. Um, one star, awful, and they've spelled awful wrong. <laughs> yes, have they spelled it? Uh, with two L's. Wow. But it is from nine years ago. 2012. Yeah. End of the Mayan calendar. Uh, full of stuffed animals and birds butchered by the Victorians. I feel like you've come in with an agenda using a word like that. <laughs> yeah. But what were you expecting from a natural history museum? The Sussex Vegan Society did not enjoy. (laughs) Frightened my granddaughter. Your granddaughter's a twat, then. Uh, I shall not be returning as it's dull and morbid. And there you go. So basically, if you want a kooky place to spend an hour and look at some natural history taxidermy, go. If you don't, don't. That's what I feel like all the reviews are saying. And I think most importantly, the museum themselves the museums, the Booth Museum doesn't think that you're going for eight hours. <laughs> they think you're going for an hour, an hour and a half, and they think it's not worth maybe 15 quid. They don't charge you 15 quid, they charge you nothing. They say, please come and see our nice thing, and then you do. If you don't want to, don't. And if you think the idea of seeing... Oh my God, you get so angry when people negatively review places. No. Imagine the first place we go to that we genuinely hate. And it's going to be such an experience. The thing is, I don't have an issue with negative reviews. I reckon there may have been people who've been on some days who didn't like the Booth Museum for legitimate reasons. But similarly to being annoyed at the amount of donkeys at a donkey sanctuary, (laughs) or the amount of stuffed birds in the museum that sells itself on being full of stuffed birds, you're a fucking arsehole. Thank you for listening to the National Treasures podcast. Um, Isn't this this amazing, Will, that we've just finished an episode and we're just going to go home now? We're not going to drive for nine hours. I'm going to go home and watch X-Men First Class. I'm actually going to go to London, but um, have a good time watching X-Men First Class. Shall I tell you why I'm watching it? Please. So the new Bond film's just come out. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard it's very good. Uh, Last outing as Bond for Daniel Craig. And a lot of people are saying that Fassbender should be the next... uh, Bond because of the scene in X-Men First Class when he goes to that bar in Argentina. So I watched that last night and went, man, it's a good scene. I'm going to watch the rest of that film again. I forgot how much I liked it. Five stars. Too much bar in Amsterdam and Fassbender for me. My granddaughter was scared. Where can people follow us, Laura? They can follow us on social media, at Treasures Pod. Yes. If you like what we do and you want to hear more of us with an extra podcast every week, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash national treasures and we do an episode of Years and Years every week. You get an extra 45 minutes to an hour of double dugs and double LX in your ears every week. And if you want to uh, email us, you can email us nationaltreasurespodcast at gmail.com. And to do us a huge favour, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can subscribe and leave us a review because it helps the algorithms. It does. Thank you for listening. Uh, See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.